Hi, folks. This is Brad Bright in the God is the Issue podcast, where we seek to show how God is the issue in every issue. You know, P.T. Barnum purportedly said, there are two types of people in this world, con men and suckers. Thank God for the suckers. Now, folks, today we're going to talk about suckers. Unfortunately, many Christians are suckers and therefore are easily manipulated. I'm going to tell you some real-life stories about various ways that we have been manipulated, how sometimes we're our own worst enemies. The final story is from this past week where I learned I'd been a sucker for years and had no idea. Folks, at the end, I'm going to then give you three questions that you can use to ask yourself and others to really begin confirming, is this good information or not? Now, in effect, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about what Jesus meant in Matthew 10, 16, when he commanded his followers to be shrewd as serpents, but as innocent as doves. You know, in modern parlance, if Jesus were around today, he might have said to his followers, you know, keep your hearts pure, but don't be suckers. There are many areas in life where we need to be shrewd with lives and lies and half-truths and rumors and innuendo and spin and all these things we have coming at us. Now, a lot of these areas overlap, but I just kind of wanted to list them out so you get an idea of what we're talking about. Now, folks, being shrewd doesn't just happen. It is a deliberate process that starts with a deliberate choice. Now, the catalyst for me for this whole podcast is because of what is happening to Mike Johnson these last couple of weeks. Mike Johnson, of course, is the new Speaker of the House. He's been under absolutely malicious attack for one reason. It's because he believes the Bible is actually true. Bill Maher attacked him, implying that he's only one step below a mass murderer simply because he believes the Bible is true. Jen Psaki pounced on him. Joy Behar took a shot at him. Many, many others have piled on as well. Rolling Stone even took a swipe at him for trying to be a good dad to his 17-year-old son. Their headline on November, 4, November 5th read, Mike Johnson admits he and his son monitor each other's porn intake. Wow. <laughs> That sounds creepy, doesn't it? That sounds really creepy. And you, you know what the gossips are going to do with that. For a gossip, that's just too juicy to pass up. But let me tell you what Mike Johnson and his son actually do. They actually hold each other accountable to not look at porn. I did the same thing with my son when he first went away to college. Why? Because I deeply, deeply cared for him. See, technically, Rolling Stone didn't say anything false, right? However, however, they deliberately gave a false impression by twisting the truth just enough. And I think it was deliberate. You know, that's a pretty easy one to see through, isn't it? Only the vilest gossips in the church are going to repeat that one. But, you know, it got me thinking that what are the ways, the many, frankly, many ways that Christians are often suckers in the modern age? I can remember my senior year of college, and this is the first time I realized how susceptible Christians were to, to the rumor mill. Now, Procter & Gamble, they'd had this, this logo for over 200 years. It, 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 it had been the logo that they'd identified themselves with. And they had the logo because a lot of people in the early colonies couldn't read. So they needed a very, very identifiable logo. But the rumor had started going around the Christian community that the logo was satanic. 
And Procter and Campbell did everything they could to stomp down the rumors, to counteract the rumors, to explain what the logo was really all about. And yet at the end of the day, Christians and, and the gossip mill in the church going over and over and over, that it's a, it's a, it's a satanic symbol. Procter and Gamble finally had to get rid of their logo because of gossip in the church. And, and I, I just remember thinking, you know, this is doing real damage to real people, to real companies who employ real people, who give people jobs. Folks, some of you may remember that rumor. If any of you were a part of spreading that rumor, shame on you. Shame on you. You gave people an opportunity to badmouth the, the name of Christ because of you. Can you imagine what people at Procter and Gamble and throughout the business community were saying about those dumb, stupid Christians? All because we didn't check out our facts and we spread rumors far too easily. And folks, this reflects poorly on our Lord, so don't be a part of it. Don't ever be a part of something like that. I remember... My first job in politics, I was working for Bill Armstrong, Senator Armstrong from Colorado. I was working on his campaign staff. And I remember his, his, his opponent was Carlos Lucero. And one day, this guy called me up, just out of the blue, and he said, I understand Bill, Bill Armstrong is pro-choice and that his opponent is, is pro-life. And I said, where on earth did you hear that from? And he said, well, I called Carlos Lucero's campaign, and they told me so. And, and I said, sir, can we chat for just a minute. <laughs> and I explained to him, I said, there aren't many people in the United States Senate. There's probably no one in the United States Senate that was, that was more pro-life than Bill Armstrong. And I said, I can assure you, Carlos Lucero is not pro-life. I said, whoever you talked to over that campaign told you a bald-faced lie, and they're probably laughing behind your back now. You see, that guy was, was a sucker. He didn't call me to check out the rumor. He called me to complain about why was Bill Armstrong not pro-life. I think that guy learned an important lesson that day, and so did I. I learned that Christians really are gullible, that too often we're suckers. Folks, uh, over the years, I've heard a lot of rumors about myself. You know, I grew up in a high-profile Christian family, uh, and everybody knew my last name, and so I would routinely hear rumors about myself. Because I guess I was high-profile family, people just enjoyed spreading rumors. Now, over the years, most of them were just kind of half-truths and, you know, weren't big deals. But a few of them really were whoppers. And for the first 15 years of, of our marriage, my wife would get upset whenever she'd hear another one of these rumors about me. She wanted to go find the person and, who spread the rumor and, and, frankly, read them the riot act. She was upset. I never let her do it, though, because I knew... We'd never get anything done if all we did was go respond to all the rumors, trying to squelch every rumor that came along. You know, Jesus told a parable about the wheat and the tares. And in there, he made it very clear that Christians should focus on growing the wheat, not on pulling up the tares. You know, trying to squelch every rumor is kind of like pulling up tares. But I do want to tell you the juiciest rumor I ever, ever heard about myself. And to this day, I, I laugh simply because it's, it was so ludicrous. Anybody who knew me, knew it wasn't true. But here was the rumor that I heard, that I heard going around, and that, that is that Brad Bright works for the National Republican Congressional Committee during the day and at a gay bar at night. The first time I heard that, I just about howled. I actually thought it was funny. 
Now then, I'm 90% certain of who planted that rumor, but I never bothered to confirm it. I, you know, the reason why is because there was this one guy I told the truth about to the members of Congress. Since I worked for them, part of my job was to, was to cover their back. And if I heard something that was coming down the pipeline that could explode, I needed to let them know so they could distance themselves ahead of time or at least know what they were going to say if it blew up. Now, since this guy didn't have anything on me, I'm sure he made up this whopper to try to discredit me. And, and, and it was a whopper. Now then, I heard there were a few gossips, including some Christian friends, spreading the rumor at the time, but frankly, I actually found it pretty humorous. But on addition to that, I'd often heard my dad say, you know, I don't count my critics, I weigh them. So folks, while, while these gossips were gossiping about me, I was weighing them. Now, I, I've heard similar rumors about politicians, pastors, Christian leaders, but folks, if I cannot confirm the, the, the rumor, I do not repeat it because I know that most of the time the rumor is going to be false. Folks, there's, there's a term for this in politics and it's called character assassination. Character assassination. Don't have anything to do with it. There will always be gossips who are willing accomplices in the slander game. Karl Marx referred to such people as, as useful idiots. You see them in government. You see them in the media. You see them in the church, unfortunately. So, folks, when you hear rumors, don't repeat them unless you first confirm them. Don't be a gossip. Don't fall for gossip. Don't be a useful idiot. Don't be a sucker. Now, this includes online gossip. Have you ever thought about that? Online gossip? I get forwarded to emails all the time from well-meaning Christians, but these emails contain falsehoods because they did not check out the stories before they forwarded them. Ditto for Facebook. My wife all the time sees things on Facebook that she goes, I'm not so sure, or maybe they do sound pretty good, but she'll go check them out. She said, 50% of the time, I find they are false. 50% of the time, folks. Half the time, these things are false. Now, let me just give you an example of recently kind of what that looked like. I did a uh, podcast on Israel and Hamas a couple of weeks ago. And one of the guys who come, who was a listener, he commented on it. He, he said in response, he says, well, you know, Palestine was forcibly divided in 1948 against their will, against the will of the Palestinians. Now then, folks, that's a true statement. However, he failed to mention a few key facts, one of them that the Arab Palestine sided with the Nazi Jews. I mean, sided with the Nazis, not with the Jews, that they sided with the Nazis. You see, they were not innocent bystanders. They were active combatants. You know, just like Germany was divided against its will, so was Palestine. Now, without knowing the whole truth, you'd feel sorry for the Palestinians. But once you know the whole story, it really changes how you view the whole scenario. So you can technically tell the truth, but still intentionally mislead people. I don't know if the commenter was trying to mislead people or if he'd been misled himself. But the reality is he stated a half-truth, and oftentimes half-truths are more dangerous than blatant lies. So, folks, don't share something that you don't know is true. Don't pass it on until you've confirmed it. Now, let me be blunt. If you share information that you don't know is true, you are a gossip. God likes gossips about as much as he does murderers, adulterers, and fornicators. So, folks, 
Don't be a gossip. Don't fall for gossip. Don't be a useful idiot. And don't be a sucker. Now, let me give you three basic questions you can ask in any situation to kind of discern, is this true or not? Should I do more more checking on it? The first question is, do I know this is true? Or if someone else tells you this, you say, do you know this is true? How do you know this is true? Or ask yourself that question. How do I know this is true? The second question is, is this information from a proven, reliable source? And I mean a proven, reliable source, a source that you've really checked out and you go, yes, this is a solid source for information. And the third question is, is have I confirmed it from a second, reliable source? You know, the Bible is very clear that you need at least two separate sources, two witnesses in order to confirm truth. And that's just a good rule of thumb for every believer as you hear things that you go, I need to confirm this. And not only confirm, make sure it's from a reliable source, but make sure there's a second reliable source that confirms it. Now then, let me eat crow here for a few moments. I'm going to eat humble pie and talk about what I believe for 20 years and, and how, I, how it changed. My, about a week, week and a half ago, I was chatting with my daughter and I made a comment to her at the time that, that I knew was true. I'd known it was true for 20 years. Well, about three days ago, she texted me and she, and she said, Dad, I, I, I can't confirm this. Could you, could you show me, could you get me the source for that information? I thought, sure. So I, I, I just, I thought I, I'll get online quickly, dig and find it. Well, 30 minutes passed. An hour passed, and I'm still digging. Probably about an hour and a half passed, and after about an hour and a half, I finally, I finally thought, well, you know what? I must have been wrong. I think I was passing on information that wasn't correct. Now, then, the information may have been true, but I could not confirm it. And I never want to pass on information that hasn't been confirmed in some way, shape, or form. So I texted her back and said, honey, I think I was wrong. And I think I gave you... I think I gave you bad information, folks. I was a sucker, and I didn't even know it until my daughter asked me a key question. Dad, what's your source for that information? She just wanted to know. It was a great question. Folks, I work hard to not be a sucker. I work hard to ask good questions, especially of the guy looking back at me in the mirror. I ask God to give me discernment, but I, but I still let things slip through. See, you will never be perfectly shrewd. I will never be perfectly shrewd. Only Jesus was perfectly shrewd. But hopefully as time goes on, we become less and less gullible. Folks, don't settle for being a Christian sucker. Jesus calls us to a higher standard, frankly, because if we are suckers, we're easily manipulated. Today, we talked about two things. First, don't, don't fall for gossip. And secondly, ask good questions. First of yourself and then of others. Now, in either December or, or in January, I want to do another podcast on the other four things you can do every day to become more shrewd over time. And then I want to do a follow, uh, another podcast after that on how to shrewdly respond when someone starts throwing terms at you like Christian nationalist or white privilege or MAGA extremist or fascist or climate denier or hater, and the, the list goes on and on and on. And we want to, we'll talk about the underlying dynamics of these terms and then how to quickly and effectively respond on offense rather than going on defense. Now, 
Jesus did this with great skill throughout the entire Gospels, and, and we'll, we'll dig into some of that as well. So keep an eye in December and January for these two upcoming podcasts. But in the meantime, folks, don't be a sucker because suckers are easily manipulated. Be shrewd as Jesus commanded. And remember, part of being shrewd is understanding that God is the issue in every issue. This is Brad Bright in the God is the Issue podcast. If you found this podcast helpful, please don't forget to like or subscribe.